That right there was Rafael Barlow. You can give a follow on Twitter. You should. NBABigBoard.com. Talking about our guy, Kobe Bufkin, who all I ask for from Kobe tomorrow, get drafted before pick 15, preferably, and pick 12 uh, just because I gave it out. And I was like, yeah, you're still good at 12 and a half. That's why I like betting things early, though. But yeah. uh, I want to see him go top 11 at least. No Same. sweat. He's going to be awesome. I'm excited for this draft. Me too. I'd be really excited if I had a team that was able to like pick in the lottery like you tomorrow night. I'm also really excited to hear your mock draft because I want to I want to add some bets. I want to do some exact results. I want to do some player positions. I'm not going to lie to you. If you bet off of my mock draft, I'm going to be nervous. Well, just I'm going to compare your mocks okay. to everybody else's All right. mocks. Okay. I'm not going to just blind okay. bet. Okay, that would make, me really, make me really nervous. All right, so I hear... Uh, from some sources that you have Derek Lively going number one, right? Scoot going number two. No, I'm kidding. What do you got? All right. So we'll go through just in terms of fit and in terms of just like what I think these teams are going to do from like a decision-making perspective. I think like when you look at some front offices, say like the Washington Wizards who have roots with the OKC Thunder, you have to think about what the Thunder would do, right? Because that's the like decision-making that they go through. So number one is obviously Victor Wambayama. Like we don't really need to go into that. Spurs take him. He's a transcendent talent. Everybody has him going there. That's just what it is. Hornets grab Brandon Miller at number two. Uh, I know that there's a smoke screen around him. I think it's just a better fit. I think he's a safer pick. I think Michael Jordan and the new ownership will be working in conjunction. I think if you want to keep LaMelo Ball happy, that's what you do. You give him somebody that he can get the ball to, who can shoot 40% from three, who can be a really good movement shooter, who can slash, who can defend, who can really fill out this roster to make them respectable, especially considering it does feel like they are going to take Miles Turner back, or Miles Bridges back, excuse me, um, even though with all the -the off-the-court stuff. So I think that's just the best fit for them positionally. Portland, I think you can't really pass up on a transcendent player like Scoot, especially since Damian Lillard's 32 years old. I don't really care how Damian Lillard feels about it. Uh, This is a guy who you could have gotten at the number one slot, and you're getting somebody at three that's number one. You have to do it. Everybody who I've heard talk about from the Blazers say he's going to be a bona fide superstar. You can't pass on that just because you've got a guy. This is like a classic Michael Jordan, uh, Clyde the Glide situation. Like they didn't take Michael Jordan because they had Clyde Drexler, and that was an idiotic move. And they've been laughed into laughing stock history for the last 25 years. Like you can't do it again, folks. Like he's he's elite. He's elite in terms of getting to the rim. He's elite at his first quick step. He has the ability to elevate like Jaw. He's bigger than Jaw. He has bigger hands than Jaw. He's going to be able to do these things that Derrick Rose and Allen Iverson and Jaw can do, right? Uh, I think his shooting ability will become about as good as Donovan Mitchell's from three. Like, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. We talk about this a bunch. His shooting from three right now is 32% in the G League. Uh, But when you go under screens, which is, I think, how he's going to get most of his opportunities, uh, his jumper isn't broke. It's 40% when guys go under screens. So his actual form from deep is good. So if you say to yourself, all right, Dame's getting older, maybe he requests a trade, maybe we think that that's a possibility, or even if he retires – we think that Shaden and Scoot are going to be one of the best backcourts in the NBA for many years to come. Now you're a fun young team. That's like a superstar move that you cannot pass on. Uh, number four, I've got Houston taking Amon Thompson. Not a lot really separating from the mocks here. Yeah. Uh, I think that uh, Amon Thompson has the perfect fit for this team. They don't need another guy that needs the rock to score. They've got Jalen Green. They've got K.J. Martin. 
They've got uh, Jabari Smith. They've got Alperin Shangun. Those guys need to get the ball and be able to score. This is a guy who can not only handle the ball like a guard, uh, who's huge, like what is he, 6'7"? Uh, I've watched a bunch of film of him today. He's got elite handles. He can slash. He can play make. He can dunk. He can shoot from the mid-range. He can kick out, uh, like he can create kick-out opportunities for those guys like Jalen Green, Jabari Smith, Shangun. Uh, his jumper from deep is a little bit suspect. Like the form is not great, but he can actually get that thing done too. He's a really good defender. He attacks the rim like crazy. I think Ime Udoka is going to love him. He's super unselfish. I wouldn't be shocked if they actually went with his brother, Osser. I know that internally yeah. they've been going back and forth, but I do think a Thompson twin gets taken at four. At four, so uh, Amon's minus 300. Osser would be plus 600. I actually kind of like that for just a flyer. Like a really small bet on Osser because the news is that they're kind of debating between those two guys yeah. versus Cam Whitmore. Number five is where it gets interesting. Uh, Troy Weaver said that he's taking the guy with the highest upside. To me, the guy with the highest upside is not Cam Whitmore, is not Jairus uh, Walker, is not Taylor Hendricks. It is Osser Thompson. Uh, I think they take, if they're doing that, and Troy Weaver is being honest, I think that Osser is the guy with the highest ceiling. Yeah, uh, he's the favorite now, plus 150. Wow. Uh, Walker's plus 190, and then Cam Whitmore to go fifth overall. I did not look at odds for Back to this being mock. Plus three. No, 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 yeah. I know. Yeah, I just and, wanted and, to say that. And you and John Hollinger from The Athletic pretty much have the same mock so far. I mean, it's going to get interesting, obviously, right here. Yeah. But Cam Whitmore, I got plus 400 to go fifth overall. I He's hope back I'm to wrong. plus 350. I really hope I'm I wrong. Don't, I don't think you are, but, like, I don't know what to do now because it's not like I'm going to hedge with some Osser Thompson because then what if Jairus Walker goes and then I'm losing two bets on the number five pick. And you don't like that. So now I'm just the biggest Brandon Miller guy in the world. All right, go on. What the reason we... that I like Osser is that he is just a, a player that's going to be able to get you know, guys like Cade Cunningham and Jaden Ivey involved. Mm -hmm. He's a really good playmaker. He's a very good defender, a better defender than his brother. And, like, you put those three guys together, and you've got, like, a very float. He's like a floatier version of his brother. He can do all the same things, but, like, less aggressively. He's a better shooter, so if you put him in the corner, I think he's still going to be able to get that done. Yeah. Kind of like what you wanted Sadiq Bey to do for you, but like longer and more athletic. He's very unselfish. I think that's just a very fun combo. And again, if Troy Weaver wants the highest upside guy, that is Osser Thompson. Number six, I think this is just a, a pure, like best player available and need combo. I have a very, I have a sneaky sense that I'm wrong because this is not like, doesn't feel like Orlando, but it kind of does. And this is Cam Whitmore at six. Uh, Cam Whitmore at six. I don't think a lot of people have Cam Whitmore at six. Plus 450. Uh, he's a three and D wing. That's the kind of guy that Orlando needs. The Magic likes like guys who are long, athletic, have versatility. He can shoot a little bit. Like they need shooting. They need length. He can do a little bit of both. Uh, he gives the Magic more opportunities for their team to speed up. They were 26th in transition and pace last year, so they need additional athleticism. So that would help Franz Wagner. That would help, help Paolo. I would not be shocked if they went guard uh, at this spot. Uh, but listen, like if they say that they're all in on Markel Fultz and Cole Anthony and they're not lying, then they go Cam Whitmore. Um, like you said, plus 450. At seven, I think that they Indiana goes Jairus Walker. You think they stay there, Indiana, or you think they're able to flip that pick? I, think I don't that think they, they're going to be able to. I think that there was initial noise that they would flip it, and I feel like teams are trying to fleece uh, to get into the top ten 
and and this draft is good enough where guys and teams are going to stay pat. That's what I think. Jarris Walker's plus 250 to go seventh. Is he the leader in the clubhouse? No, Taylor Hendricks is right now. He is plus 200. Yeah, there's some noise around maybe Jarris Walker going five, which I I don't think he has the highest upside. Indiana needs a 3 and D wing. Uh, Walker's one of the best 3 and D wings in the draft, not named Brandon Muller. They were 26th in defensive rating last year, even with Miles Turner, who's one of the best rim protectors in the league. Uh, he's a really good rim protector. He's a really good off-ball defender. Uh, he can he can blitz three-point shooters, and he can switch one through five. Um, the only other freshman to be drafted in the past 10 years with a 6% block rate and 35% from three, Chet Holmgren and him. Uh, he's not a superstar, but I think he makes players around him a lot better, and I think he makes the team around him a lot better. Home run pick for Indiana. Number eight. Ooh, before you get to this one, let me ask you one quick question. Uh-huh. So does the trade, the potential trade, you got the Celtics, the Clippers, and the Wizards working on this three-team trade that's going to get, well, it's going to see, you know, the Celtics are going to pick up KP, Clippers get Malcolm Brogdon. Is this going to change the pick at all, or Washington still needs a guard? Right? I think Washington still needs a guard right, because they don't get Malcolm Brogdon. I think they continue to want to be young. Here's the thing. The guys who are in charge for Washington come from OKC. That's what it is, right? You've yeah. got Dawkins, who scouted for 10 years for OKC, uh, and you've got um, the we've got Michael Winger, who also was with OKC for many years as well. You've got Travis Schlenk, who's known for his evaluation of talent ability as well. So to me, I'll, they're not going to get a scoring guard. I think they go with a with a team like a player that OKC would take. And if you're OKC in that spot, you take Anthony Black. Yeah, Anthony Black's comp is uh, Josh Giddy. And that is a pick that obviously was a home run. A big kid, 6'7", 6'8", who can play make, who can't shoot a lick, who can defend like hell, who's going to make everyone around him better. And I think that's who they who they pick, honestly. Like, can't shoot. Um, but listen, like, Bradley Beal was on this team and was the number one scorer in NBA. And you know what they did? They missed the playoffs. So I think they go a different direction. And I think they get the home run pick of Anthony Black. What's the odds for Anthony Black? Uh, plus 165. And, like, I mean, I've been listening to local radio. That's That seems... I mean, nothing, nothing right now other than the number one overall pick seems like a sure thing. But, yeah, plus 165, you're still getting plus money. I, I, I kind of like that, but I think I'm going to add that one. Nice, okay. Yeah. Number nine, uh, I think there's a possibility that OKC trades this pick uh, for this pick okay. from 12 to 9. If not, I still think it's the same player. Uh, I think whoever drafts at 9 will take Bilal Koulibaly. I do not think he goes past 9. Uh, Utah needs athleticism. Nobody is more athletic than Bilal Koulibaly. Uh, he is a legit steal. He's 6'8". Uh, like, and even Victor Wambiyama said, he's a legit 6'8", not 6'7". He's got a 7'3 wingspan. He could be bigger than Kawhi. He could maybe turn into like a Giannis-type player. He could fill out. Um, French writers compare him to a young Giannis. If Bilal reaches 6'9 or 6'10", like some of these play writers think, he has a super athletic upside. That is something that feels like OKC uh, would do. So maybe we'll get into the rest of the lottery Yeah, yeah save it, because that's this. plus 425. I wrote that down. I'm going to run down the street and bet that. I completely agree with you. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk some Pelicans with Jake Madison. What are they going to do? Are they going to move Zion? He hosts Lockdown Packers. That's up next. Bet MGM the 